Welcome to this new podcast for Fratello Watches. As you notice, there's no intro music. We'll get right down to the chase. I am Robert Chambroer, founder of Fratello Watches, and with me are... Nacho, I'm managing editor of Fratello. And my name is Lawrence, and I'm the uh, e-commerce manager at Fratello. You won't be selling us any stuff, right, during this podcast? I can't make any promises, but... Okay, uh, he'll try, yeah. he'll try. I'll Good. try my best. For this podcast, we have uh, we thought about a topic, and uh, the topic that uh, also occurred uh, in our team meetings is dress watches. Yep. So guys, do you own or wear any dress watches? And perhaps let's start with that. What watch are we wearing today? Sure. Uh, Lars, do you want to take yeah, it away? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I will. So I'm wearing an um, early 2000 Rolex Explorer 114270 on a, uh, actually on a leather NATO at the moment that we're testing for the, for the shop. Um, it's not actually my watch, but uh, it's one that's sort of uh, stolen from a family member. Um, yeah. Do you consider it a dress watch now it's on a strap? Well, I think we'll get into that later as well, but I've actually always considered this a bit of a, a dress watch because it's it doesn't it doesn't have the same sort of capabilities that a that a that a diet watch or sport watch would do in that sense. And I've always worn it in a very dressy way. I've worn it on alligators and yeah, nubuck straps from the shop as well. So yeah. for me, it's always been a bit of a dress watch. Yeah. And you, Nacho, cool. what are you wearing? Yeah, I'm wearing a, uh, a Tissot, uh, really vintage uh, from the late uh, 1950s, a solid gold, a 14-karat gold case. I bought from the uh, the original owner back in Germany. Um, I believe his name was Werner Schönhalt. So, also. Uh, yeah, also. So, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of, you know, uh, having uh, having had uh, the theme on, on, on mind uh, for today, then I thought I'd, I'd, I'd wear sort of my dressiest of, uh, of watches. Nice. And we will feature that uh, both or all watches into the show notes of the podcast on fratellowatches.com. No, that's a beautiful watch. And Thanks. we also will publish it later on this week when yep. we do an article about uh, dress watches. For sure. Yeah. Myself, I'm wearing a Omega Globemaster in Setna Gold on an nice. alligator strap. And uh, well, we can debate whether that's a dress watch or not because some people find it's a bit too thick. Right. And uh, perhaps it is, but uh, when you look at it flat on the wrist, I think uh, you, you're not bothered by it. And it's a 39 millimeter watch that yeah. uh, suits my wrist, uh, I guess. So it reminds me of the old uh, Omega Constellations with the pipe yeah. pen dial, and I think those are really proper dress watches. For sure, yeah. And uh, this is perhaps a modern interpretation. I don't think it did very well in terms of sales. Um, right. you, you rarely see it. I still find it, or think it's a bit of a hidden gem, to be honest. Because it has a great movement and it yeah. wears pleasantly. Yeah. I just feel uh, the name is a bit uh, yeah off. And yeah, um, true. they didn't put that much effort into uh, marketing this watch. I think they used Eddie Redmayne. Okay. But um, yeah, I've never seen any movie yeah. with him. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. but uh, <laughs> I think uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe a couple, but, uh, but yeah, I mean... I think I think that's a that's maybe a topic for for another uh, another uh, sitting here that whether brand ambassadors really uh, work or if that or works, sort of, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, let's not uh, have our uh, dress watch topic hijacked by no, ambassadors by Eddie Redmayne, yeah, and especially not by Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so about dress watches, why do we need a dress watch? Um, yeah, I think I think for me personally, I think it's just nice to to, to have one in the collection and and to have one for for those occasions uh, where you're either dressing up a little bit more or where you're feeling like 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 you know 
feeling a little dressier and and you know i mean we none of us are really dressed up in uh, in in suits or jackets or or anything like that on a regular basis i mean maybe at some events but but i feel that it's still nice to to have a smaller piece maybe precious metal that that you can that you can wear that's um, yeah i don't know there there's something very appealing to it yeah no very true yeah i i i would agree with that but i also think the dress watches sort of serve as a as an easy segue into dressing up in a sense like you yeah. can you you can you can lift up your dress by 20 30% by putting on a dress watch true e- even if you're not really in a in a suit and tie i i wear a dress watch nearly well the most worn watch i've had this year is probably my my old long jeans which is which and is definitely a dress watch it's definitely yeah. a dress watch yeah for sure um and i wear it with a t-shirt i wear it with a yeah. with a flannel shirt i wear it with everything basically yeah. and i i think it's a great way to sort of make your attire more dressy yeah. without actually having to wear a suit and tie as well. yeah sure yeah. that's where it went a little wrong for me because um one of my favorite dress watches ever is a Breguet uh, 5157 right. so gold eight, uh, 38 millimeter case with just two hands yeah and uh I've been wearing one for a couple of weeks because we uh, we got one from a Breguet for review uh, a while ago and um when I wore it with a shirt a dress shirt is proper nice or even with right. a with a with a nice uh, woolen sweater or something it's it really looks cool but as soon as I, I put that watch on wearing a polo shirt or a t-shirt it looks completely off in my opinion yeah. right yeah so yeah wearing a dress watch like all the time is uh, is definitely not for me but Laurits dresses a bit better than uh, than I do so <laughs> <laughs> that fits but for me if you're too casual sometimes a dress watch looks really off i have to say true yeah, I, I mean, I, I, for me, it depends a lot on the person as well. I, I see some people, some collectors wearing a, a Lange one with a, with a jean jacket, and I think, I think that's the some of the like one of the coolest things that you can do is take something that's super precious and very dressy, and then completely style it down because I think it's a, it's a great way to also remind people that this is, is just a watch. It's nothing more than that. It's just a watch. Yeah, it's a big chunk of gold and etc. And it's a Lange and so on. But I think it it makes the these items that we hold so high in that regard, it makes them more casual, which I think I think is very cool at least. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. It also depends a little bit on the watch. I, yeah. There's a there's a nice anecdote to that. Uh, Lange sent us a Lange one time zone in platinum many years ago for review, and I was wearing it with a with a polo shirt and with sneakers uh, as I do. Nice. And I posted a picture, I think, on Facebook or Instagram. I can't remember. And uh, I got in some some comments from people who were angry about it. <laughs> How can you wear that watch with uh, with sneakers or with a polo shirt? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I I think like with any of these watch rules that we talk about, right? Like whether it's a leather on a dive watch or, or any of these things, I think that that these rules are obviously just meant to be uh, meant to be broken. And, and in the end, it's it's just best to do uh, what you enjoy. And you know, obviously, maybe don't put it on a on a on a rubber uh, tropic uh, strap if if you're talking about a long <laughs> or on a NATO. Even I saw uh, Alexander Linz wearing a longer ones on a NATO strap. Yeah, and I think it's also a bit you know yourself. I think best, and you also know if you can get away with it. I think it differs sure. per person. Yeah. I think Christian Hagen can get away with different stuff than than yeah. I can or you can, perhaps. Yeah, it all depends a bit on your style and and, and look and so on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yo, I, I love a good dress watch. It should. It's not the the only watch I would buy, but uh, yeah. there's definitely space I think for a dress watch in any collection. For sure. Even if it's not definitely. a very formal thing, it's sometimes yeah. just nice to wear a very thin and slim watch. Uh, yeah. 
in my opinion, in gold, but I don't know how about you. For me, a dress watch, I know your Longini is not in gold, but no. I see Nacho's Tissot, it's in gold. And uh, yeah, so for me personally, a dress watch is like super nice if it's in precious metal. Yeah, yeah, I love a gold watch. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love a, I love a platinum. I love a gold watch. I love any precious metal watch. I think, I think for the most part, they're fantastic. But I think it also it mixes it up a little bit when you have something that's supposed to be very dressy and supposed to be this precious thing, and you make it in steel. So I think there's always that sort of give and take between what do you think the precious metal adds, right. and then also what do you think that the steel could maybe. Could make it make it more casual in a sense. It dresses it dresses down the dress watch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it, we we keep talking about just dressing up and dressing down, and I think that's that's basically the bar that we're playing with when we talk in dress watches, mm-hmm. in my opinion, yeah. at least. It's also about versatility, I think I would say, because like you were saying, the 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 Explorer One, you wear it in a in a fairly dressy way, but I think at the same time, it's obviously a sports watch, or it's it's intended as a as a sports watch, or you know, it, I think people would would ar- uh, would uh, argue more in 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 the favor of that, but but like you say, it's it's the way you wear it. If you put it on a on a alligator strap or, or something a little bit more of a finer leather, then it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. And then on the on the metal bracelet, then it's as 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 uh, as versatile as uh, as it gets. And and for me, that I would say, um, obviously, gold um, adds to the to the cost, so it makes it a little bit harder to. Um, to get your hands on, uh, but obviously you know Lars and I are always uh, sort of checking out the the latest uh, bargains out there, uh, wherever it is, and and you know you find Longines and, and Omega, like some of these entry level um, entry level vintage uh, sort of value dress watches that you can ha- you can get all day long for mm-hmm. under a thousand, uh, and and you know get yourself something a little bit smaller, and and uh, you know I would encourage people to do it, uh, just if it's if it feels like something out of your comfort zone, just go for it, and you know if you're lucky to find one that you can afford in, in, in solid gold, then yeah, all the better, all the better, way better than plated anyway. I mean, in terms of oh, longevity yeah. and, um, and everything else. So, Definitely. You know. yeah, yeah. For me, that ruins it a little bit. If it's plated yeah. or doublé, yeah. as we, uh, as we say, yeah. then yeah. I rather have a steel watch. Yeah. True. Oh, absolutely. True. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. In fact, I think, I think often steel watches, um, in, in my experience of, of sort of searching for these vintage pieces are more expensive than the, uh, gold plated. I think gold plated yeah. because they get, they get over time, they get a little bit shabby. They, they lose the plating a little bit. They develop this, this sort of wear and tear. Um, and, and people sort of, you know, they have a little bit less desire for them. And then steel was, was a little bit more, more rare back in the day. There was a lot of, uh, chrome plated, uh, watches with just a steel back. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, then gold is, uh, is soft. So it also, uh, gets gets uh, lots of dings and scratches on it but uh yeah. but i think ultimately if you if you want a golden watch then you have to go you have to go for gold basically yeah definitely because I, I also think that the the gold plating that falls off on yeah. on, on old watches is sort of the only patina that's not really acceptable yep. anymore i mean yeah, we, we encourage patina in so many ways on the dials yeah. and on the yeah. loom etc but if it's gold plating falling off then it's looks uh, yeah it, it looks ruined yeah it looks yeah. ruined exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely agree. And um, yesterday we had uh, one of our colleagues, Gerard, in the office. Yep. He was wearing a vintage Rolex day date in yellow gold, 1803. Yeah. And he wears it on a leather strap. Yeah. Does that make it a dress watch? Because yesterday, uh, not sure you said, man, if I would have a day date, I would wear it on gold all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I mean, I think on gold, it's it's just fantastic. Like it, it just as an, as an object, it, it's, it's you know, of like, of like opulence and, and, and status. And it, it's just this, this, 
this absolute unit of a of a watch in, on on the gold and and it's, there's something magical to it right i mean i had yours on on my wrist uh, for for a little while and and it's yeah like nothing nothing quite beats that that look and the feeling but i think i think on leather it looks great i mean Herod had it on a, a black alligator strap uh slightly padded and and it looked great and now he has it on on one of our uh, light blue uh, light blue straps yeah new book. Great yeah sure. exactly sales pitch yeah exactly. yeah exactly. <laughs> there we go yeah, exactly. and uh while we're on the topic of uh, of uh, the day days and the bracelet do you think that a dress watch can have a bracelet or you say okay it needs to have alligator strap or at least a leather strap because some of the bracelets are pretty nice especially if you have the old polished ones or the beads of rice or yeah. uh, some Milanese bracelet yeah no yeah I, I think um, for me what defines a dress watch is all about the context in which you wear it mm-hmm. and, and for mm-hmm. the most part so I think you can you could definitely have a a watch that's normally considered a dress watch put that on a bracelet and then wear it with a suit and tie I don't I for me at least I don't see anything wrong with that I, I still a little bit I'm against that sort of suit tie and and die watch, I think that looks a little bit out of the place. Mm-hmm. I think James Bond started a lot to to make that acceptable, but but I still think for me at least it's you're not really going swimming in a suit. So so, so that is out of place. But I don't think a dress watch and a bracelet is is out of place at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just about to say I think I've seen Daniel Craig being lowered into a swimming pool wearing a full suit. So yeah. he he, he makes might be the, the only exception to the, rule. <laughs> the rules. Exactly. Don't yeah. Apply. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, but for me, I think the bracelet. I don't know. I have this vintage uh, Omega Seamaster that that I have the the beads of bra- mm-hmm. uh, beads of rice bracelet for, and I feel that 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 remains quite dressy. But that said, I was wearing that this summer with a with a t shirt and shorts uh, in in Portugal, and 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 it didn't feel out of place in yeah. in, in a sportier sense. I think because it was go- uh, because it was a uh, steel, um, it's it's even more versatile. But I think if it's a gold, uh, a full gold bracelet, then. Then I think, yeah. Then, then it really feels like a dress watch. No, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, let me ask you a different question because if there's unlimited budget, you can indeed buy a Calatrava or the Briquet right. or the the Langer One or a Vacheron. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case for many people, and also not for our audience, uh, whether that's uh, the listeners or the the, the readers on Fratello watches. Um, I feel that if I look at the brands today in the like affordable segment. Let's say up to three thousand euros. There's already a wide range, right, from zero to three thousand. Yeah. There are not that many brands that do a really proper dress watch. They have dress watches. They have round watches with uh, two or three hands and a leather strap, but it's often a little bit thick. Or hmm. uh, this the Seiko Pressage comes to mind, for example. Hmm. Is that a dress watch? It's a good question. I, I mean, it's it's almost uh, like what makes it kind of plays against it because the fact that it has this really textured dial usually in 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 sort of brighter colors i feel that that makes it a little bit sportier Mm -hmm. or at least a little bit more lighthearted uh in its approach to to a dress watch then when it comes to to size and case shape and and sort of features if you get a really stripped down model that's just sort of time and maybe date then you could wear it as a as a dress watch and it probably wouldn't look that out of place to be honest maybe match the dial to your tie or something and, and yeah i, I, you I think you can i think but i think you have if you hold it up against the prospects yeah mm-hmm. take a, yeah, yeah then sure. it's absolutely a dress watch yeah. but if yeah. you maybe if you hold it up again sort of if you hold it on its own yeah then i think it's a normal it's, watch it's a normal watch <laughs> it's just a very versatile watch yeah. and, and yeah. that's like that's also why I think is this whole word dress watches is kind of interesting because we only call them dress watches because 
somewhere along the line, dive watches and sport watches came along. And then we had to find a name for all the watches that we already had, I think. Because hmm. I think going back 70, 80 years, all watches, in a sense, were dress watches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, people dressed differently then as well. But Yeah, my but, grandfather was in a suit every single day. Yeah, exactly. Mine as well, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I think by default, a lot of watches are dress watches that might not even try to be a dress watch, in my opinion, at least, yeah. Hmm. So you also would not consider just any Nomos, for example, a dress watch? No, I wouldn't. Because they have a lot of hmm. characteristics of a dress watch. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I saw a gold Nomos watch. Yeah. It was uh, offered Ludwig, as a, right? Yeah, Ludwig. Yeah. It was a refurbished model that uh, Nomos offered on their website. Yeah. And that looked pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 For me, that was a proper dress watch, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would say that the Ludwig is probably their... their one of their dressiest. Um, but um, but yeah, when you look at a club campus or a club sport, no, then it's quite it's clearly... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's much more sporty. Yeah. But, it, but always held against the fact that you would probably never go surfing or diving yeah. with any of them as well. Yeah. So so that that's my whole point. Like it's, it's yeah, it's dressier and yeah. it's it's less dressy and it's more dressy, et cetera, et cetera. But, but still it, it sort of defeats the purpose in my sense if you say, okay, this is not our dress watch. And then I say, okay, well, what in what context should I use it then? Should I then... Yeah. So I can't wear it with my suit and tie or like, yeah. I think the lines are very, and the more watches we get, the more yeah. blurred the lines sort of yeah. become. I think, I think that's a good point. And I think that, that a lot of people back in the day, um, used to own one watch and that was yeah. it. And so if most days you were in a suit, then you would obviously opt for a, for a dressier watch because you're going to the office, you're yeah. wearing your, your suit and tie or, or more formal attire. And then you wear, you know, you look at, uh, like watching Mad Men or something, you see Don Draper wearing his reverso, yeah. his, uh, but, but then he also wears an Explorer, which is, uh, on the bracelet, which is, a, a, an interesting choice as well. Uh, again, showing its versatility. But, <laughs> but I think nowadays the fact that we all have collections with, over 10 watches uh, for them. Like, you know, like it's, it's not unheard of to have more than 10 watches. And, and then, you know, you kind of almost uh, overplay uh, what you have and then making the choice can be a little bit difficult, right? It's Yeah, that's true. that's true. Do you think there's also more interest in dress watches now? Because, for example, Cartier is in the lift with their tank watches yeah. because that's yeah. a proper dress watch, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a dress watch. But I think that's another example of a super versatile watch. I think you yeah. can wear that with a t-shirt and a, and a polo shirt as well like yeah. no problem at all i don't know i, I wear mine no, i yeah. wear mine in a, in a more dressed down you can dress kind of it way. down exactly yeah. yeah i mean andy warhol yeah. is a good example of that as well yeah. i always wear with a t-shirt so i think yeah it's it's all in the depending on the wrist it's on i think yeah no that's very true true and another thought is that a lot of people are fine by uh, buying a sports watch, uh, sports watch, right? So they buy a Seamaster or a Submariner if they can. And they spend quite a bit of money on there. And for that money, you receive, that's where, what I want to point out, you receive a watch with a lot of uh, technical features. Yeah. You have a diving bezel, the watch is water resistant to 300 meters. And a dress watch is often as expensive, yeah. but offers less features. It's a... Yeah non-water resistant watch often only 30 meters it's yeah. flat it's thin and there's only yeah. two hands or three hands sometimes not even a date at least hopefully mm. and so you get less watch for the kind of same price right if you look at some of these yeah and some, some of yeah. the functions maybe but i think we so do you then pay for the design or is it hey for then i want a gold watch because well, then you have the precious metal i think what you just mentioned is interesting because I think a lot of people still have to not learn, but like discover how great an asset a thin watch is. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people say, okay, I, I get less watch for my money because it's thinner. But I would argue that you get so much more watch for your money when you have a thin watch. I mean, the Longines I have, for example, I wear it predominantly because it's so thin. Yeah. And it's it it just thin watches they sit on the wrist in a completely yeah. different way that a chunky True. watch would do. Yeah, so, and a lot of watches are chunky, including yeah. the new dress watches that some brands yeah. come yeah. up with. And yeah. Yeah. Last week I was at uh, Longines in Saint Amier, Switzerland, and I, I asked them about it. Man, you did these great watches in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And they were beautiful and thin cases and uh, and small. And why can't you do those watches today? And the answer was quite uh, simple, but also quite logical. Right. Right that modern watches have to um, comply to much tougher standards. Definitely. Right. Because the watch needs to be water resistant. You don't want to have a watch that needs to be serviced uh, every one or uh, once or uh, per one or two years. Um, so water resistance, the movement needs to be anti-magnetic. It needs to be like a yeah. proper solid movement that has chronometer standards, for uh, example. Definitely. So that adds up to the, to the case of the watch. Yeah. But it's just interesting to me that like, 70, 60, 70 years can go by and we haven't figured out how to make the thin watch waterproof, anti-magnetic, all these kind of things. I think that's I think that's yeah. interesting to see that we've just sort of we've given given up in a in a sense on the, well, on the be, but because I think the focus was on sports watches yeah, for decades. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really but, for yeah. decades. But at the same time, then then you know, recently I was in uh, in Glashütte for for the Nomos Forum and the latest uh, club sport, which is yeah clearly a, a sports watch kind of uh, along the same vein as the the Oyster Perpetual and, and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, that watch is two hundred meters water resistant and it's under. Uh, 10 millimeters thick yeah. so and you know and it's an automatic caliber I, I, so i think that some brands are still uh, able to do it and and i think i think if i'm not wrong i think it's not even a screw down crown i think it's a push-in crown 200 meters water resistant so yeah. it really does it a lot with with a little and it keeps the the form factor fairly fairly thin 37 millimeters and and so i think i think that there's um yeah, there, there's potential there. There's potential there for, for if, if I think a widespread interest uh, continues uh, for, for dress watches, that, yeah. that brands will then sort of invest a little bit more in, in, in sort of refining their, their offering. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think so too. And I think it's very important that brands try to make their movements thinner, which will also mean that uh, it gets more expensive. Because uh, you have limited space, and I think it requires quite a bit of en engineering or re-engineering, or perhaps the movement needs to be done from scratch, like yeah. Grand Seiko did with their uh, yeah. 9SA and uh, 9RA movements. It was really done by scratch, and the Grand Seiko watches became thinner, yeah, yeah. And, and quite a bit so. Um, it doesn't need to be through thin, too thin like a, a Bulgari, for example, or no, Piaget sure. Altiplano, sure. or... Um, because sometimes a watch can be too thin, in my opinion. So it needs to have that right balance. But yeah, some dress watches that are 30 millimeters thick, that doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. Yeah. And I think we also have to be, I, I think a lot of people don't want to wind their watch. A lot of people want to have it done for them. So, and I think hand winding is one of those things that really, it's an, the easiest fix to make a watch thinner is replace the automatic caliber with a hand wind movement yeah. and yeah. make the case slimmer and then. Yeah, or a peripheral rotor, for example. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but but hand winding is obviously the the cheapest way to go, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, if 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 we can sort of make people excited about that uh, that aspect of winding your own watch with your hands every day or every second day, yeah, then I think watches will automatically become thinner. Yeah, absolutely. True. Okay, so last last question before we uh, we stop this first uh, podcast we do here in the headquarters of Fratello. <laughs> what would be your Dress watch of choice, Nacho. 
uh, my dress watch of choice. So meaning if no I budget. were to open my open my oh so no budget. No budget. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, it's a good it's a good question. Uh, I haven't thought about it too much, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think probably something from 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 Lange. I think uh, I think you really can't go wrong with a with a Lange one. Just keep it classic and and. There's not too much going on on the dial for you on the Lange one. Because you have to also have the Saxonia, for example, which is, is a bit yeah. simpler and and uh, not simpler, more elegant, perhaps is the right word. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Or, or you know, I would also maybe maybe think of uh, something uh, along the lines of a, a Calatrava to really keep it classic and and get that sort of you know the kind of uh, dial layout that the, that this Tissot um, either imitates or shares or or whatever you want to say. But uh, I don't know. I think that it also being a little bit special then adds to to the experience of wearing it and and you know at the risk of uh, of it being a little bit over the top, but uh, but perhaps you know a little bit more something to look at. Uh, during the during a long uh, long dinner uh, black tie dinner while you're wearing your dress watch and you know I don't know but I think that would be my pick just off the top of my head without having thought about it too much yeah and you Lawrence yeah I think probably I mean if it's a time only watch I'd probably go Calatrava or yeah Calatrava actually yeah. and if it if it was allowed to have complication I'd go lange datograph or something like that yeah that's okay. beautiful yeah because I mean that is in my opinion, still a dress watch because of that the design sort of design aesthetics is is very dressy. It's a lange, right? Yeah. It's not really a sports watch. I mean, you could argue that any watch that lange will ever do is a, probably a, going to be <laughs> in that category of dress watch, right? Um, but it, you still have those sporty ish capabilities of the chronograph and the date, et cetera, et cetera. You can time your date. You can time your date exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think the datagraph for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would pick uh, still like I mentioned the uh, Breguet five one five seven. I think yeah. it's a beautiful uh, automatic movement, decentralized rotor, mm. and very thin. And um, yeah, in yellow gold or red gold, perhaps yellow gold I would uh, prefer. And I love the dial. So it's it only has two hands, hours and minutes, but the dial is uh, guilloche and uh, mm. guilloche. So it looks beautifully uh, finished. Yeah. So yeah. it adds a little bit of extra. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, but yeah, the watch is uh, 20k euros, I think. Yeah. But we said no yeah. budget, so that's yeah. all good. Um, another one is the Calatrava. It's really nice. I've been looking at a 5196 hmm. Calatrava earlier this year, but then I found out that the movement is as small as a dime. Yeah. It's a really, yeah. really small. And yeah. that doesn't make sense for me in a watch. But right. the newer release, which is I think the 6119 or something. Something like that. With that the hobnail be. bezel. I think that's mm. beautiful as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. That's but, classic. Yeah. yeah. But I feel Briquet is a value for money, especially when yeah. you own uh, buy it from the pre-owned market. Uh, it's a very underrated brand. Yeah. So um, another nice brand with uh, uh, dress watches that is underrated and that can be found for like very uh, attractive prices mm. on a pre-owned market is uh, Blanc Villeret. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Man, that's amazing what yeah. you can buy. <laughs> yeah, and you can get some really crazy stuff. And yeah. I think it's it's really important to point out that Blank Bank, yeah, the frame was for the fifty thousands, but but when um, I think when Beaver took over, they really stamped out some of the, in my opinion, some of the best dress watches. Yeah, hmm. because and they had every complication you could ever imagine, and all the masterpieces yeah. Yeah. had everything. Yeah, so they have beautiful ones that are very simple, but also with calendars and moon yeah. faces, and they were really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I had a, I had a, in the meantime, I had two pop into my head oh. that, that now that I had a little bit more time. <laughs> Very good. One of them was the, uh, the, the Chinoise, the Tank Chinoise from the Privé collection that came out uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Um, the yellow gold one. 
um, I think is the one to, to go for. And then also I was thinking also back to, <laughs> to Watches and Wonders uh, and we saw, um, um, it wasn't a new release, but it was this uh, um, um, Jaeger Lecoutre, the, the ultra thin, uh, I think uh, Alexandra, was wearing yeah. it that i think that's also a, just a, a fantastic watch uh, if you want to go for something in in, yeah. a, in a white metal as well yeah it is beautiful jj has very or jj yeah. lecoute as mike always says <laughs> it has beautiful watches and also the uh, the, the the master ultra thin uh, yeah. perpetual calendar yeah. mm. you also have the older ones um in gold or or yeah. in platinum that yeah. are priced so ridiculously uh, yeah. Attractive on the pre-owned market, yeah. but they are 37 millimeters, I think, and the new ones are 39. But if you can yeah. live with 37 millimeters, I think you you are buying a, an amazing <sighs> yeah, watch yeah. for I the market. I think yeah. I would prefer 37 to Me be honest. Too. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. This is another discussion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think uh, we should round up. Thanks for. Uh, tuning in and um, let us know what you think about dress watches in the comment section on Fratello watches. Thanks for listening and see you next time.